Welcome to the Allured Life Podcast. My name is Katie Christ, and in 2016, I wrote down in a journal that I was going to become unapologetically my best self. And my purpose is to help women do the same, whether that's overcoming body image issues, creating next level inner confidence, or up-leveling our emotional intelligence and sense of worth. I believe that by investing in and developing who we are, we can exponentially transform the world we live in. My mission is to create power and influence in the hands of women. These are conversations for those ready to rise. This is the Allured Life Podcast. <laughs> Let's go all in. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Allured Life Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Chris Youngdahl. So today what we're going to be talking about is really diving into just having an open conversation. Um, I have some notes and I was actually trying to write this into um, a couple of social media posts. Um, and hopefully this will help me a little bit kind of craft it out, all out, but there was just so much to it, so much to it that I was like, I don't even know how I'm going to put this into so some social media posts. Um, but it's really just kind of diving into this deeper conversation about self-leadership, about leadership in general. Um, I, last week's podcast episode, um, I made a promise to you. I made a promise that I was going to lead a hell of a lot stronger than I have currently, than I have in the past. Um, there was just this deepening and this, this sense of, I have to get like, let's go, Katie. Let's go. There is no time to waste anymore. There's there's no reason. There's no reason that your actually your excuses of oh this isn't good enough. Oh I can be better. Oh like that that oh I'm like burnt out. No oh I like basically the two aspects of them were oh I could do better than this so I wouldn't show up because I was like, I can do better. I can research more. I can understand more. It would, it was this understanding this, this, not this fear of not knowing, but just this inner sense of, I can do better for them. I know I can, I know that there's more information and that's just a personality trait of mine. Um, if you're into human design, I'm a man, man, gen five, one profile. And so the one is this investigator, this, uh, I think the other term is heretic. Um, but I, I heard, um, an individual, um, Amy, Amy Elizabeth at HD design, line by design. That's her. Um, and she described the line one as the investigator. It's, I know information I can have it. I can read something. I can research something. I can anything that I am absolutely obsessed with. So let's human design, personal development, how to be a good leader, um, manifestation, uh, feminine, masculine, energetics, health and wellness, all these things that I'm insanely so interested in, I can read it and I can get it and I can go like that when I am conscious of it. And when I'm empowered, when I'm in empowered state, the thing, again, if you know human design, so five, one, five is my leading. Um, and five is, it's the one, um, was the other term so that you guys hear me talk about being the one a lot. Um, so that's, that's my conscious side. So the one is something that I'm very conscious about. I know that I'm the one I know that I lead with that. I know it. Um, the flip side of the five line also is there's the projection field of, yeah, people say you're the one for them too. So they 
celebrate you when they're doing really, really well. And at the same time too, when they're not doing really, really well, you are the villain. <laughs> so the flip side of the five line is really hard to navigate and hold and all the things. The flip, the one, so the one is the second line and the, the one is my subconscious. It's what I'm not really aware of. I am not inherently aware of that I am the investigator, that I know information and I can read something and I can embody it quickly and I can teach on it. That's not something that I inherently believe or feel about myself all the time. Because a lot of the times on our unconscious side, we, we feel the flip side of it so, so much. And so the flip side of my one side is this feeling like I need to know more information that I don't know enough. And what's liberating and also it's liberating to know, because when I actually figured this out, I was like, okay, cool. But well, I didn't for the longest time know this information. Um, so I always felt like I just didn't know enough. I didn't know enough. I didn't know enough. There's some, there's levels and depth that I can go into deeper and deeper because there's so much nuances in this world, right? There's so much nuance and there's so much life and there's humanity and there's different perspectives. And it's, it's like when you're obsessed with the topic, like I am about manifestation, about energetics, about living our health, like our healthiest life, about understanding how to be in alignment and be empowered. When you're as obsessed, because I have that one line, I'm like, I need more information. And the thing is, is that it's always going to be continued growth and evolution, growth and evolution, always knowing that I'm going to take the information that I know now it's good enough and moving forward, I can, I will evolve it and I'll deepen it and I'll evolve it and deepening it. But no longer is an excuse for me to know this about myself, know that I have a tendency to stall myself or stop myself because I feel there's these things that are keeping me stuck, like both those lines, like people projecting onto me that I'm the reason why they're not getting success or I'm to blame. So I can let that stop me. I can let that stop me as well, too, in creating a program or creating coaching, uh, really spectacular coaching modules for people and sessions for people, because I put a lot of pressure on myself of, like, I have to get them to move. I have to get them to, to like, it's on me. I'm the one, I'm the one I got to get them to move. And at the same time too, of, of the one side, I can let the, the flip side of the one, the, the shadow side of the one. And I don't know if I'm using the right term. So if you're into human design, you're like, okay, Katie, you're not using the right terms. I'm sorry. This is what makes sense in my brain. But if I let this, this thought of, okay, this fear of, I don't know enough right now, keep me stuck. I can't do that anymore because of where the world is right now. We don't have time for that anymore. We don't have time right now for the people that are doing this phenomenal work. The people that I, I truly do believe the people that step into the personal development industry, not industry, but world in the curriculum, the people that are working on themselves, they're the ones that need to be the leaders in this world. And they're also the ones because they have this kind of, they have self-awareness. They have enough self-awareness to know that they want to work on themselves, that they can be better. But because of this self-awareness that they have, that is a superpower that's kind of 
getting them to start moving, the self-awareness also has the capacity to keep people stuck or to keep people slowing down because they're like, I, I'm not good enough. I'm not enough. There's so much more that I can learn. There's so much more that I can be. There's so much more that I can become and do. And, and I just need to keep reading and keep diving into to things that are deeper. And, and at the same time that us individuals that are in this work of getting each other to be the best versions of ourself, those same people are slowing themselves down. They're not speaking up because of this fear of failure, because of this fear of what if this isn't going to be, what if I'm not going to just make change or, or what if the thing that I'm trying to do doesn't work? And the people that are so leading from the ego, leading from a, I know enough, the, the people that aren't doing this work, their voices are becoming a little bit loud <laughs> and by a little bit loud. I hope you heard my sarcasm in like they're leading right now. The ones that aren't nuanced in, Hey, can I have these dialogues about these conversations that are really hard and really nuanced? Can I have these conversations where I allow in the perspectives of both sides, where I can see humanity on both sides? We don't have leaders right now that are doing that. We have some but we got a lot of keyboard warriors out there that are because of the way that they talk, because of the way that they are sounding intelligent. A lot of people, because they're not stepping into that, they are a leader because they're stepping into, let me find, let me follow the guru out there. A lot of people will take these keyboard warriors or these other individuals that look influential because sometimes when they talk about things, it's like, I like the way that they talk about peace and love and mindfulness. And then they're leading in a different capacity. That's not in alignment of peace and love and mindfulness, to be honest, <laughs> they're leading in a way that actually is problematic and divisive and leaning way far on one way or the other that it's either you follow me or you're wrong. You're either with me or you're dead to me. And I don't think that's the type of leadership that is going to change the world moving forward. And so this is my call for me as well too. You guys know that's how that's my leadership style. That's my de personal development style. That's this journey that I'm on and understanding this is like I'm working on me just as hard and so then I'm going to take what I'm learning and developing and diving deeper into and let you guys know as well too, and, and just create this path of leading through bravery, leading through leadership and leading through like shoulder to shoulder where we are equal power right now. That's a, that's a phrase that Melanie Ann Lair uses a lot. I know I quote her quite often, um, but it's just seeing every person out there every individual out there and can we become the type of leaders that don't shame blame and fault other individuals that don't sit there and say i am right and if you don't agree with me of this kind of um wokeness that 
I'm not even going to get into if you guys want to learn about kind of woke culture right now. Shoshana Raven um, on Instagram is her leadership through everything that's happening in the Middle East has been un unbelievable. No matter what side you are on, I would highly recommend just diving into her world, her way of leading through this, even if you aren't on the side that she's on, seeing how she's leading through this and the way that she's leading with her heart, leading with compassion, leading with the desire to actually create productive discussion versus just sit there and be like, hey, are are you wanting to have an, a productive or an open dialogue or are you just here in the comment section to fight with me it's been a an <laughs> really really eye opening experience to see how she's leading through these hard conversations and it actually is what inspired me to be like okay Katie you need to step the fuck up right now in your leadership abilities because it's we don't have time not to we don't have time right now. And so I want to have an open conversation about self-leadership and leadership. Um, cause I really do inherently believe, um, that actually not in believe it, it is true. <laughs> if you want to be a good leader, you have to understand how to lead yourself first and foremost. A lot of people will take information and, and I'm guilty of this at the beginning of taking information, of learning something about health and wellness, learning something about exercise, learning something about cycle syncing, learning something about personal development, reading a book, taking that and be like, oh, that sounds like really, really smart. <laughs> so let's take that and then let's run with that and let's kind of educate people on that or let's give these resources to clients that you currently have without actually embodying and understanding how do I lead myself through this, that becomes my way of being. So self-leadership is a really strong conversation that I want to have a conversation about because I, I'm, I'm asking individuals to take up leadership right now, to take up, I'm asking individuals to step into that we need more roles of leadership that's in this balance of a masculine and feminine leadership. And I'll have more of that coming, um, most likely in the next podcast, but it's stepping into these leadership roles. That isn't just about telling people what to do. That's masculine. We need a balance of masculine and feminine leadership. So masculine leadership, there's, there's qualities like confidence, like having the confidence to be like, I can do this. There's independence of like, I can do this alone. I got this. It's on me. There's assertiveness. There is, there's, it's very goal oriented. It's very disciplined. It's competitive. Kind of a lot of the times when you think of leadership, you kind of, I, at least me who came up in a very masculine leadership kind of society, kind of being in athletics, seeing, and, and in a male dominated football, uh, area where it was, it was competitive. It was, you have to be dis disciplined. The, in the individuals that the players, the football players that were the good ones, <laughs> the ones that were confident in themselves, the one that were like independent and like, they can make plays by themselves. They stand out. That was really like brought on me as that's a good successful person. And I think we, we put success and leadership together 
results based success. Usually a lot of the times when the people that get the results get the success, they're the ones that are given the leadership positions, the leadership opportunities. And as you probably have experienced or known, sometimes that's not the best way. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's not the best way. Sometimes it's not the best way to put your like a like star star player as a team captain. That's not a thing. Um <laughs> because they're they're lacking sometimes a lot of the times this additional aspect of feminine leadership. And again, we're going to dive way way deeper into what the difference is between masculine and feminine leadership is and then just kind of how to develop those two together but feminine leadership is a lot more about collaboration um melanie and Lair talks about feminine leadership and the differences between masculine and feminine leadership in such a i love her example so i'm going to use her example right now that i think will show the difference very very much like i said before masculine leadership is very interdependent it's very competitive it's very like assertive and so masculine leadership is like pulling someone to go somewhere, pulling your little child of like, we are going to go over here. <laughs> Have you ever seen like the, the children on the leash or when cabby, when I'm walking cabby, I'm like, get your booty over here. We're not going over here. Very masculine leadership, or it's pushing people, pushing people to go a certain way. Very, there's a force to it. Feminine leadership is like a current. It's a wave, it's a current, an undercurrent. So it's like if you are in the sea. So when we were in Maui, Ryan and I would just kind of float on the top. I would float a little bit better than he did. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with Ryan. He just like sinks. <laughs> um, it's that I would float and just the waves would push me in. And then there was that really strong undercurrent. And so this is where when I talk about collaboration, it's when you're in when you're going and leaning into your feminine leadership, it's not about pushing people to do things. It's not about pulling people to do things. It's not about kind of saying, if you don't do this and follow me and, and like, I'm going to push you to do something. It's really, there's a collaboration aspect of I'm leading me in this way. You're leading yourself in another way. We're going to come together. And through that, there's an undercurrent that just kind of effortlessly flows individuals in the collective focus of where everybody's heart is going. So think of right now and and I'll let's let's dive in deeper but I want to kind of come back to this collaboration aspect this collective movement this undercurrent that just we don't have to we can kick with we can surf that wave. We can kick, we can do some masculine things to get up and surf that wave or we just go with that wave. Or at the same time, too, if we don't like this current, if we don't like the way that it's going as well, too, we can take our masculine leadership and like kick against this wave. And sometimes that's kind of hard. Um, there's empathy in a feminine leadership um, and a key with that as well, too. And again, I'm going to dive so much deeper on this, but there's an empathy aspect. And in, in, in this leading with the feminine, there is the key part, if you are an empathetic leader, if you understand empathy and if you understand emotional intelligence, the first aspect to be able to lead like that, you have to know your own emotions. You have to know your own emotions. You have to have your own emotional intelligence of, hey, what are my emotions telling me? 
how am I talking right now? Am I coming from a really out of powered kind of baby version of myself? Am I coming from a not mature version of myself? But because I am an adult and I'm talking right now, is the things that I'm saying, do they sound like an adult? They're not actually an adult version of me, a mature version of me. We don't do this where a lot of the feminine leadership work comes so much in understanding ourselves and we're not taught to do that. So when we're trying to become phenomenal leaders in this world, and again, I'm not asking for world leaders right now, but I'm asking for us to develop leadership a little bit deeper so that we can lead ourselves first, but then be really influential in our families, with our kids, with our partners. And then lead in our inner circles with our friends, with our family. And then maybe then we'll have the confidence to lead a movement in our communities or just on our street or in our state or in our country. Like that's how we start to compound our own leadership and have the confidence to actually make a change in this world, which I know you do if you're listening to this. But a big thing that we are missing is this cultivation, cult, cultivating, <laughs> is our cultivating our feminine leadership that's based on intuition. It's based on nurturing ourselves. It's based on knowing our health and our wellness and our energetics and our, our just being more understanding of our holistic well-being. It's understanding our communication styles versus just barking orders and a whistle like, go, now, go, now. I'm the leader. Go now. Listen to what I'm doing. It's actually, no, can we effectively communicate in a way that's not gonna, that's not throwing a dagger. It's actually communicating in a way that the people that are having the communication put onto them, they're actually more inclined to take action from that in a way that you want them to. I know that sounds a little bit manipulative. It's not, but there is a way that we can communicate our feelings that are like when we have difficult conversations to have, we can communicate in a way that gets our point across and that elicits action from the other individual versus us just kind of saying, this is how I feel. You made me feel like this. And then the person's like, okay, well, screw you. <laughs> they blame shame and fault. It's a cycle. It's a thing. It's a like, and so many of us are just put in this loop, put in this loop, put in this loop, and we don't see what's going on here because again, we're not doing the work to understand where do we get triggered? Where do our traumas come out? Where do we, what are like the, the things that when we're talking that kind of cue us in that, Hey, that's actually a ver That's a version of me. That's like a baby version of Katie. That's a toddler version of Katie. That's like a, a child version that hasn't matured, but because I am a 29 going on 30 year old, I can communicate it in a way that it sounds mature, but in reality isn't whatsoever. So this is where again, self-leadership is the starting point to us developing leadership and influence, self-leadership. And so much of, so much of me coaching women and talking with women, again, I started off in health and wellness and losing weight, is our inability to lead ourselves. We have a strong inability to lead ourselves. And I want to kind of give a process of where we might drop off on our feeling powerful in leading ourselves. Um, 
this is another clue that kind of got me in of, of oh, okay, this is everywhere. This this ability to lead, it's not just again on because maybe I'm just a weirdo out there where I'm like, I'm gonna change the world. <laughs> that actually is something that my dad told me. He was like, uh, this is like the sweetest thing my dad has ever told me in my life. Um, but he was telling, and I don't know why he even told me. I think he like this is his way of saying how he's proud of me. But he was talking to a coach's fam, or I mean a a, a potential player's family. They're on a recruiting trip. Um, and he was telling the family of like what his kids do. And so I'm the oddball out. I have two physical therapist siblings, very much like step one, step two, step three, there's a trajectory and I'm all over the place. I'm starting my own business. Nobody understands what that is. Nobody understands health and wellness coaching. Nobody really understands what it looks like to do masculine and feminine energetics. Nobody gets it. Right. But he goes, oh, and my other daughter, Katie, he's, she's going to change the world. I was, and he told me that I was like, you didn't have to tell me that, but, but that is actually one thing that I'm making a self-fulfilled prophecy, not a self-fulfilled, but I'm going to fulfill that. I, that is, I know I'm going to do everything in my power to fulfill that as that's a prophecy that I'm going to make self-fulfilled that's self-leadership. Self-leadership is having the confidence to know that the things that you say you are going to do, you're going to accomplish. But so many of us struggle with this, this level of confidence, with cultivating this level of confidence, because confidence is created. Confidence isn't just given. Sometimes we do experience situations, and I'll talk about that in the process. There's a, there's a process of leadership, and there's a process of confidence where sometimes we do feel like, okay, it just kind of comes out of nowhere. There's circumstantial confidence, like starting something. That's circumstantial confidence. A lot of times we will start, we'll start a diet, we'll start a new business, we'll start a new journal or a new planner. I know I've, <laughs> I've been there where I like, will buy a new planner. I'm like this, I am going to be the most productive person ever. Um, there's that circumstantial power of the beginning. We get confidence from the beginning. And this is where we we have self-leadership in the beginning part. That's really, really, really strong because it's there's the beginning. There's an energy to it. There's when we start something, it's we have this belief of like, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. Or we have this this and this is where we have to kind of deepen this starting mentality this mindset the beginning and this is where i'm kind of getting a little bit ahead of me let's go let's retract let's retract back so leadership and confidence coincides with each other leadership and confidence so the more confident we are the more likely we are going to kind of keep going keep the momentum moving in whatever way that we want to lead Whatever that looks like. And that might be actually a really great here star right now. Take a little screenshot of where this time is in this podcast episode is to ask yourself, where do I want to be a leader? Where do I want to be a leader in my life? Where do I want to lead? Is it in my relationships? 
Is it in the financial outcomes for my family? Is it in, do I want to be a leader in my health? Do I want to be a leader in my community? Do I want to be a leader at my work? Start with there. Where do I want to lead? And then also too, what might be a little bit more insightful for you is where do I want to develop better self-leadership for me right now? Because I think when we say, where do I want to develop better self-leadership for me is a lot of the times that will be the area that we will lead other individuals as well too. Because in that area of where do I want to better my area of self-leadership, that's when we're actually going to have like the gold of, oh, I remember when I sucked at doing this. This is how I got from X, Y, and Z or from A, B, and C. Here's, here's, I remember struggling. Let me tell you where I went. And a lot of us don't, if again, when I, when I talk about, okay, where, where do you want to be a leader right now? I think those areas were probably areas that you maybe a few months back, maybe a couple of years back, maybe a, a lifetime, it feels like a lifetime ago, you actually did say to yourself, okay, I want to be, I want to self-lead myself through this area because I want to be a leader at this. I want to develop greater leadership skills in this area, whether that is your relationship. And I know a lot of people will say right now too, a lot of it, I bet you is in your career. I bet you, because that's again, a very masculine leadership thing where the masculine leadership is very much rooted in results and success, which in our economy, in our world, so much accolades and kind of identity is put into our careers is put into the results and the successes that we've achieved in this life. So again, a little bit of a tangent, but the biggest thing is leadership and confidence. They correlate with each other. And so the more confidence that you have, the greater your leadership capability is going to be. And so there's different phases, one, two, and three of our confidence in our ability to lead and our confidence in our ability to lead ourselves. So again, really self-leader or leadership doesn't come before you start to master the self-leadership. So let me just phrase out. So step one, step two, step three, or stage one, stage two, stage three. So stage one in our self-leadership or our leadership capabilities is again, the beginning and this is where it's it's a lot more of the mindset stuff. We don't have any results whatsoever. You're literally just starting. And so you have this belief mostly of, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Or, and this is where we can deepen this, or a lot of us don't deepen this, don't deepen it where we actually believe it to be true. It's we have this beginning stage this confidence at the beginning of it's it will work or i know i'm going to be okay if it doesn't i want you to put a pin in this of this is a hard one for people to actually they don't have this at the beginning when they start whatever whatever they want to lead themselves through there is this belief of it will work because I've seen it work for that lady over there on Instagram and that person over there, my colleague way over there. I've seen it work. It'll work for me. This, this, this diet, this exercise routine, this way of starting a business, this way of, of cultivating leadership and communication skills, it, it'll, it will work. This new journal that's all about planning. What was it? It was the focus, 
the focus planner. I remember having that. I was like, I'm going to be so productive. This journal is going to make me the most productive. It will work. So we have the beginning stage. And then the second stage is we build up confidence from it taking action and adjusting, taking action and adjusting, taking action and adjusting. The more that you take action, you take action, you go, and then you pivot or you course correct, that's going to be a compounded courage. Because how many times have we, like, think about, I remember with exercising too, it was just like, just go, just do it. No, running, running. It was like, just go for a mile. Okay, do it. Now go for a mile. Okay, do it. Now go for another mile. Okay, do it. Do you think I can get 1.5? Okay, 1.5, go do it. 1.5, go do it. Okay, two miles. Okay, go two miles. Okay, go do it. Then I got to three miles, three miles. Okay, go do it. And then it truly, truly, I promise you this, three miles, I think I jumped up to five miles. And then five miles, I jumped up to eight miles. Compounded courage. The more that we do something again and again and again and again and again and again and again, the more confidence that we have. The more confidence that we have that we can do it, that we can do, we can go more, we can get more, we can get more. And then the third stage is the results. If you get the result of you succeeded, you get confidence. So those are kind of the three stages of, I'm going to just say, like at first I said that there is the three stages of leadership and building confidence in our leadership, but truly it's the three stages of self-leadership. Self-leadership stage one is saying, I'm going to do this. Self-leadership stage two is taking action, then going again, taking action, going again, taking action, going again. Because in stage two is where you don't see really the result of I am in the body of my dreams, or I am seeing the success in my business, or I am the most productive person, or I have gotten the raise. You haven't seen that just yet, but you're taking the action. You're taking the action to get there. And then stage three is you have the result in front of you. You have the success. That's the, the ultimate confidence of I did it. So where do we fall off? Because I said in the beginning of this podcast is we tend to fall off. We tend to self-sabotage. We tend to get off this developing of our capacity to self-lead ourselves so that we're not getting the result that we want. Where do we, where do we get off this? There's just three stages, Katie. What the heck? How is this so hard? How, why is it that it's been 10 years of me trying to lose weight? Like, where am I getting off? It's just step one. I've started step two. I've taken action. Why have I not seen step three? So where do people fall off? There's two places. So the first one is basically it all happens in the second stage, (laughs) right? How, how much time do you have to try and try? Take action, try again. Take action, do it again. Take action, do it again. Take action, do it again. How many times do you have to do that until you get the result? As many times as it takes to get the result. I know how infuriating is that? You're like, no, but the beach body program, the insanity workout said it just takes two months. Okay, I get it. I know. 
but it takes as long as it's going to take until you get the results. That's how long, how long you're in stage two. Take action, readjust, take action, readjust. And let me actually rephrase. I wrote it down better. I, okay. Stage two, I wrote this down better of stage two really is just a continual action, learn, go again, action, learn, go again, action, learn, go again. So again, how long are you in stage two of taking action, learning from your action, the good and the bad, and then going again, you're in it until you're not. (laughs) I know this is infuriating because how many people are just like, how long is this going to take? It's going to take how long is it's going to take? I know it's infuriating. I know. And so here is where people get off on stage two. They self-sabotage. It's this thought in stage two. You don't remember the beginning mental spark because it really is the, the stage one is all mental. And then stage two is all about taking action. It's, it's going, we're walking, we're going. And then stage three is about receiving the result. So stage one, remember it's, it's the mental stage and it's this, if we just go into, this is where there's a difference with circumstantial and personal power. So circumstantial is just relying on, this is the beginning. I think I can do this. The, it will work for me. It worked for her. It's going to work for me. There's circumstantial power, but personal power is inherently knowing and having faith that it will work or like, I know I'm going to be okay if it doesn't right now. That's one of the biggest things that knocks people off is they don't inherently know that they're going to be okay. Like, and I know this sounds so crazy, but the biggest thing, like think about here, here's, here's how I can deepen this is a little bit is that because cause you're like, okay, well, I'm just trying to lose weight, Katie, or I'm just trying to get a raise, Katie, or I'm just, I'm just trying to build a business. And, and if it doesn't work, I know I'm going to be okay. But think about, okay, the fear of failure. This fear of failure, of going for something and not being able to, like fe- fearing, truly inherently fearing that you're going to fail, whether that's and whether that's taking or posting a social media that not people, not a lot of people like posting something like that, whether that's asking for the raise and not getting it, whether that's going for or going out on a date and then rejecting you, this fear of failure, though in, in our minds, we're like, I'm going to be okay. Like, I know I'm going to be okay in our body. Sometimes it's this fear of failure is wrecking havoc on our nervous system. And making us feel in our body unsafe, even though our minds can comprehend, like, we're going to be okay. You're going to be okay in our body and in our emotions. This is where we're like, I feel unsafe. And so then our nervous system gets totally out of whack. It just, huh, everything like the bad is happening, causes anxiety, causing, causes this like debilitating capacity to keep taking 
like taking action, learning, going again, taking action, learning, going again. This is where so many people, they don't burn out because of taking action. They don't burn out in stage two. They burn out because of the mentality, the mindset of thinking and overthinking and overthinking and overthinking and feeling this unsafeness that a lot of it is in, in this beginning stage or, or kind of in this, they let the mindset kind of keep going when all you have to do is cultivate this faith of it will work out, or I know I'm going to be okay if it doesn't. Again, there's so much deeper, deep depth that goes into this because again, this, this fear of failure, and I'm talking so much from experience, but this fear of failure isn't something that you're going to reprogram with your mind. It's something that you inherently have to understand where it's like coming up in your body and figure out how to regulate your emotions around that. This is where, when I talked about feminine leadership, that this empathy and emotional intelligence and understanding the self-regulation around our emotions is so important and something that we're not doing because we're not encouraged to do it so much. So that's the first, and that's actually like the biggest place that I feel like so many of us we get off on this self-leadership process. We get off because we're, we're not figuring out how to cultivate this, like, can you hold the face, faith that this is going to work for you? Can you develop resiliency in this? And so that's another thing that I will talk about later on is this developing of resiliency and how we can really deepen it where it's, not just like, if you Google, how do I develop? Actually, let me do this for you. I'll do the work for you. Okay. So I just, actually, I was a little, I did, I asked a uh, chat. What is it? It's the AI chat GPT or whatever. I, I should look it up. It's chat GPT. That's it. So I asked how, what are strategies to develop deeper levels of resiliency? And it's, this is where I just laugh. And this is where personal development gets a bad rep. It's cultivate a growth mindset, foster strong social connections, practice emotional intelligence, set realistic goals, maintain a healthy lifestyle, mindfulness and meditation, seek professional help if needed. Actually, I don't want to legitimately seek professional help if needed, please. Eight, cultivate optimism, develop, number nine, develop problem solving skills. 10, practice self-compassion. 11, maintain a self Maintain a sense of purpose. Wow, there's actually a lot. Uh, 12, develop adaptability. 13, learn from adversity. 14, seek meaningful meaning and gratitude. 15, build a resiliency toolkit. Uh, <laughs> again, this is, I, I put the little voice there because it's like, I feel like so much of us, we want to develop leadership. We want to make a change. We want to actually make a change in us, develop self-leadership. And then we figure out, okay, oh, I keep falling off. How do I become more resilient? Learn from adversity. And it's just so surface level, but we're not getting deeper in depth in it. Um, and that's my, how I'm going to lead. I'm going to go through actually all 15, maybe, maybe not all 15. I'm going to go through those and create something about this. Cause I can, I can, definitely go deeper on each one of those. Um, but that is part of feminine leadership is creating resiliency 
And so much with resiliency is understanding how do I self-regulate myself so that the emotions that are coming up are of fear, are of shame, are of guilt, are of disappointment. These feelings that can come up when you're in the second stage of the process of taking action, learning from it, adjusting from it, when it feels like what we've been taught for so long is did you win or lose that masculine leadership, that masculine results base of success? Did you succeed or fail? When that's the level of our worth and our identity and our confidence is rooted in just that, no, no wonder in the second stage when it's you are in it until you're not in it that we get out of this, right? Because how exhausting would that be if you're like, action, learn, did I succeed or fail? Actually, that's it. It's just action. Did I succeed or fail? Action, succeed or fail. Action, succeed or fail. If you're leading yourself in this very masculine leadership of just pushing yourself to do it, pushing yourself to do it, that's exhausting. Versus in this feminine leadership, again, this feminine leadership is more of this current is the action and the learning and then going again. And where can we plug ourselves into where there is this current where even if you do get exhausted from going again and going again and going again, that are you plugging yourself into something that's going to inspire you to just kind of keep going? And there's so many different ways that we can talk about how to do this. So that's the first, probably the most, the, the main way of why we're not getting into stage three. And then the second part, which I've mentioned through this, but I just want to say is number two, is you don't go, you're not in the second part, the second phase long enough to experience the compound effect of your action. So it's as easy as that. It really is as easy as that is when we want to develop leadership and self-leadership that we start to see the results in our life that we want, whether that's to lose weight, whether that's to get into a, a body of our dreams or, or have confidence in our self leadership and confidence coincides, whether that's getting the raise, whether that's getting the relationship, the results, there is this process. Step one, beginning stage. Step two, take action, learn, go again. And step three, results. The only way to get to stage three, step three, is you have to be in stage two for as long as it takes to get to stage three. You have to stay in the heat. You have to. But what's getting us out is the mindset aspect. We're not, we're not fine-tuned. We're not like crystal clear on this. We're not squeaky clean on this where it's, I know it will work or I know I'm going to be okay no matter what. There's no, there's no squeaky clean on this. We, it starts to get real dang filthy. There's some like wax of here of the fear of failure, the fear of disappointment, the fear of, am I doing enough? This fear of, are people going to blame me? All the stuff that I kind of talked about at the beginning and within the middle, everything that sabotages you, sabotage. We got to clean that up and we got to figure out how to 
self-lead ourselves so that we can regulate our system enough of so much of this is emotional intelligence. So much of this is self-regulation so that like every single day, can we start clean? Can we like get our nervous system? So it's just on a, like just steady versus this versus like high, high frequency of anxiety or, or I know people talk about like anxiety is a a low energy. It's keeping you stuck, but in my body, it feels high energy. It's, can we just get our nervous system into just steady so we can take action, learn, go again, take action, learn, go again. So what are you going to take action? and learn and go again on guys this week. That's all I have for you. I know this is a little bit of a tan tangent. As you can see, this is hard for me to be like, I'm going to put this in two social media posts. So um, I hope that this was helpful. If this was, please, it would mean the world if you wrote a review of the podcast. It helps so much. Um, And also too, if this was helpful for you, please share this as well. Share it on your social media or just copy and paste this link and share it with some friends. This is, I want movement in this world and I want it from the individuals that I know have a good heart. And I know you have a good heart. I know we do. And I know the people that are, like the people that do this personal development work, they are the good ones. And these are the leaders that I know need to be leading more effectively and more like with a heart-based center and just, they need to be the ones influencing this world, not the keyboard warriors, but because of our exceptional level of self-awareness, sometimes that does deter us from going all out, from going big. So please share this because I want this movement to go. I want everybody to be living a life that they are obsessed with. Dear Lord, life is a life of like sexiness and surprise and just mm, something that you are obsessed with and in love with. And I know right now when the world is in chaos, And when you see people fighting on the internet, it can, if you're like me, it gets you down. But I know, I I just, I inherently believe that this type of of work is going to influence and get women into leadership roles, get women into roles of influence, get women into more CEO positions, get women into more like positions of power in politics, in like in presidency. Like I know that. I know that. I know it. I know it. And so please share this if you know it as well too. So I love you and I hope some moment this week takes your breath away. Hey there. Thank you so much for listening. 
My goal is to help as many women listening. And if this episode supported you in any way, the very best way to show your appreciation is by simply screenshotting this episode and sharing on your social media or with your friends. Or even better, drop a review on whatever platform you are listening on. Don't forget, if you are looking for any additional support, you can always reach me on Instagram at Katie Christ. See you back here next week.